Coming up in this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors, we are chatting about Princess Eugenie's podcast, Floodlight. We're also highlighting the 10th anniversary of Prince George's christening. And we chat about Prince William's Zoom call with the Canadian firefighters. So stay tuned. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up with the Windsors dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we're so glad you've joined us today. We've got some really fun royal roundup to talk about. Nothing majorly big for the royal news though, Rach, right? No, because we've got a lot coming up in the next few weeks, haven't we, Shell? So I think the royals, they're giving us <laughs> a break right now. <laughs> we're having a break. <laughs> Plus, also it's half term here. So we know that William and Catherine are with the children. We did promise you last week that we were going to chat about some of the royal reviews our lovely royal community have left over on their podcasting platforms. Rachel, give us our first review. What have we got? So the first review is from Lizzie and she said, Rachel and Michelle are such a delight to listen to. Thank you, Lizzie. (laughs) This is my absolute favourite weekly podcast. It feels like such a treat every week that I save it to listen to when I can enjoy it with a cup of tea or coffee in my garden. Ooh, that's a nice idea, isn't it? Sounds great. Their enthusiasm for the royal family is such fun to listen to and their joy is contagious. Thank you for all your hard work brightening all of our weeks. Oh, thank you, Lizzie. Oh, thanks so much. And it is a labour of love. It is hard work, but those lovely reviews make it all worthwhile. So thank you so much for that. The next review we've got is from someone called HHI. Beach bum. Right, I'm loving this <laughs> username. It's probably my favorite username we've ever had. They said, such a delight as these two ladies share news from across the pond about the royals. I was in London earlier this year and got a glimpse of the king and queen as they were whisked away one late afternoon from a car park area behind a building I assume was Karen's house. I love hearing about the activities of the royal family and these two present that so well. Thank you. Well, thanks for sharing that. It just brightens your day when you have a little royal glimpse. Yeah, a little royal encounter. <laughs> yeah, royal encounter when you go to London. Love it. <laughs> and then the last review for today's episode is from Spiffy Librarian. <laughs> these are getting better and better, these usernames. <laughs> I was going to say that's a 10 out of 10 username as well. <laughs> this is the best royal podcast around. These ladies aren't media personalities, but genuine royal fans who cover all things royal in such a fair, balanced and positive light. It's a true delight to catch up on all things British royals each week with them. I'm so appreciative that they put in the work to share their love of the royals with the world. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely, isn't it? Thank you so much to everyone that has sent in reviews. As we always say, if you could, we'd love you forever. If you could send us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple, Spotify, wherever you can review, because it really helps to get more people to listen to our podcast. Absolutely. It's interesting what Spiffy Librarian said, because we aren't media personalities. You're completely right. We are genuine royal fans who love the royals just as much as you do royal community. And it's so important that we say that. But then on the flip side of that, Rach, we were in OK Magazine this week. (laughs) 
<laughs> not just uh, any old OK magazine. It's a special OK magazine show. Tell the Royal Community and what, okay. what it's about. Royal Community, I will tell you. It is a special Royal Collector's Edition. And it's called Passions and Pastimes of the Royal Family. Now, I hate to blow our trumpet, but I will today, Royal Community, because <laughs> you support us just as much as we try and, you know, uh, support ourselves. This is the third time we've appeared in a special edition of OK. There are other royal commentators that are featured within this magazine talking about the royal family. And the pictures are absolutely spectacular. I love these because they are for royal fans. They're not just a general Joe Blogs magazine. Not that there's anything wrong with a general magazine, but these are real collector's pieces. This cost me £10, Rach. I know. I know. I mean, it's worth it, Royal Community, if you do want to get out there and yeah, look for the special Royal Collector's Edition. It's got even a little um, trim of gold around the edge, right? She makes it look very... Um, very snazzy. I was going to say spiffing, like spiffing like librarian <laughs> then, but I'm trying to think of another word. And it's got the Queen with a corgi on the front. What's not to like? Last week, we spoke about Queen Camilla wearing the Girls of Great Britain and Ireland tiara for the first time. And Royal Community... As we thought it would be, lots of you have had your opinions. You messaged us over on Instagram, keeping up the Windsor's pod. And we also had a voice note from one of our listeners, Greg. And this is what he had to say about Camilla debuting the Queen's favourite tiara. I am sorry, girls, but usually I side with both of you. But for this one, I am with Michelle. It just was too soon to see Camilla in the girls of Great Britain and Ireland tiara. It could have been Kate. It could have been Camilla. It could have been Sophie. It didn't matter. That is so synonymous, that tiara with the queen, coupled with her father's gift to her of the 21st birthday necklace and a bracelet. It just was too personal. And I think it was trying, Camilla was from the goodness of her heart, trying to pay homage to the queen, but it just uh, too soon. And I would have liked for a couple more years and any other tiara, I think we wouldn't have had the same connection, but I just wasn't emotionally ready. However, I love both of you so much and I love the podcast. Oh, Rach, it looks like Greg was on my side, but it's interesting <laughs> because a lot of people are on your side as well. This is why we were divided. We knew other people within the royal fandom would be divided as well. So thank you so much, Greg, for giving us your thoughts. What did you think? You know what I said last week, Shell? Get any tiara on. I don't care. Just as long as it's not the same old one. <laughs> if you would love to be part of our podcast, we love hosting your royal views on the podcast. So send us a voice note over on Instagram. Keeping up with the Windsor's pod. Right, Shell. We haven't got any major news this week. So we've got a nice little royal roundup for the royal community, haven't we? We have. So should we do it? Let's get on with it. <laughs> I want to start off because, Rach, this week is Halloween. Ooh, now, ooh spooky, spooky. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> That's the Adams family, by the way. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I don't know if you heard all the clicks there, but we did the we always have to sing it on this podcast. We love it. Absolutely love it. Oh my gosh, show. I just imagine if someone tuned into the podcast for the first time, they would think, what on earth is going on? But I'm sure people that listen to us on a weekly basis know what we're like right now. 
just laugh along royal community just go with it go with it go with it so the reason i bring up halloween is because it's half term so we don't know what william and catherine and the children are doing although can you remember last year rach there was a, like a pap picture, wasn't there? Or like a picture from one of those ring doorbells C- or something. CCTV. <laughs> of Catherine with the children, trick-or-treating. Royal community, well, I want to say around their local area, these are mansions. We've been, haven't we, Rach? We've been. We got told off, didn't we? <laughs> we got told off. Royal community, if you want to see that video, we vlogged it. And it is only available for our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi, though. So come on over and be a member. And we went all the way around that area, didn't we? We got shouted at. <laughs> we did. No filming. Get away. No <laughs> oh, Royal Community, guess what? This week I edited and uploaded the video of Rachel and I going to the reopening of the National Portrait Gallery. And we were showing all the portraits from the Tudor period. So that's, you know, King Henry VIII, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth the first you name it they were all there and now I'm just editing part two which is coming out soon and that's William and Catherine and the king Queen Elizabeth the second so there's lots more coming up over on YouTube so make sure you're subscribed um so back to Halloween we saw Catherine and the kids trick-or-treating but I wonder what they're going to be doing this year Rach if they're on holiday do you think they're going to go out with their little lanterns and get some uh some sweets <gasps> I guess it depends what country they're in. They could be here in the UK. They were in France, weren't they? Well, we presume they were in France because William and Catherine and George were in France last week for the final of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Which Royal Community England have been knocked out of now. Yeah, they're gone now, aren't they? So that's it. All the UK teams are out. Laters. Next time. Next time. <laughs> I don't care about communities. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe we'll see a little uh, shot of Charlotte with a pumpkin or something. Who knows? We never know. But happy Halloween to everyone who's celebrating out there this week. Are you doing anything for Halloween, Rach? No, I'm too old for that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a Halloween event at Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to go to a few scare mazes. I'm going to go on a few of the rides there. Can you bring me back a stick of rock? Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you like like fruit rock or do you like yeah. mint rock? Fruit. Fruit, yeah. Soft or hard? Hard. It has to be hard. It's candy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And are you the type of person when you go to the seaside, you like nuggets and you like fudge and stuff? I like fudge, but I don't like nuggets. Okay, all right. Uh, Royal Community, I'll let you know when I bring Rachel back uh, <laughs> next week <laughs> when we're on the podcast. So anyway, let's move on. We saw the Prince of Wales on a Zoom call with Canadian firefighters following the worst wildfire season on record. Approximately 18.5 million hectares were burnt by over 6,000 500 fires, which led to tens of thousands of people being evacuated from their homes. William heard of the experiences the firefighters faced during this unprecedented time. Now, listening to their struggles and what they had to face and the, you know, the deaths, the sheer magnitude of these fires, we only had a real small glimpse of that here in the UK on the news, Rach. This was actually really eye-opening to me in particular because I didn't realise how big it was and how much of a problem. So my heart goes out to all of our Royal Community members in Canada. This is just awful. Yeah, and to be honest, Shell, I didn't really know about this because I've not really seen much of the news. I've been purposely staying away because I just can't handle the news right now, everything else that's going on in the world. 
So I didn't really know about this, but yeah, it was quite shocking to me when I was hearing the stories as well of what these people have gone through. And it just shows the perseverance. They're heroes within their local community for the people that they have helped. Sometimes I forget that William is nearly the monarch in other countries around the world. So it always reminds me that he's got other duties outside of the UK. And this was one of those really poignant moments where he was able to show his leadership and give his support to all of the people who have helped this absolute tragedy, really, when you think about it. Yeah. And if you want to watch the video, we'll put a link to it in the show notes of the YouTube video. Let's stay with William. He paid a personal tribute to footballer Sir Bobby Charlton, who passed away this week. Sir Bobby became a football legend after being part of the 1966 England World Cup winning team. William said he was a true great who will be remembered forever. And we always know it's William when it's signed with a W. Rach, we also heard this week the Duchy of Cornwall has set itself a target of getting to net zero by 2030. The Duchy is helping farming tenants and land managers through training, advice, and investments in infrastructure and machinery that supports low-carbon farming practices. The Duchy's 2022 net zero carbon support highlighted that farming contributes to 62% of the estate's carbon footprint. Now, we'll link in the show notes the news report on the Duchy's website if you want to have a read of it and also what the strategy is to help to achieve its goals. This is actually quite I want to say like a stretch goal, but I think they'll actually get there, Rach. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I was reading the report, it said that William has really been at the forefront of heralding this. So there's a documentary that ITV did a few years ago when Prince Charles at the time was the Duchy of Cornwall. And William was actually in that documentary. He would go with his father to see these tenants because the king had known them for years, hadn't he? And one day William would be taken over and now he is the Duke of Cornwall. So that's his responsibility. And these people's livelihoods really depend on this land, don't they? Yeah, do you know what that reminds me of? Do you know when the Queen passed away and then the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, their Instagram changed the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall and Cambridge. <laughs> Can you remember that? You were like, no, please don't. I can't deal with it. And there was the Prince of Princess of Wales. I was like, yay! Do you know what? I sometimes actually really miss them being called the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Why do you think that is? Because I just loved the title. It just sounded good. Yeah. The Duke of Cambridge, the Duchess of Cambridge. Obviously, the Prince and Princess of Wales sounds good, but it's like we've never called Catherine Princess Catherine. Like, you know, back in the day, you would call Diana Princess Diana. Yeah. Because when she got married, she was the Princess of Wales. Whereas Catherine, if she had married and she was the Prince of Wales, then we would always know her as Princess Catherine. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like your mindset and how that changes. Yeah. But did you also hear this week, Rach, that the Prince of Wales is actually instrumental in getting Nopla, which we know is a company that has won the Earthshot Prize, to supply all of the burger stands in Aston Villa Football Park. Yes, I read about this. And also it's getting extended into other football clubs as well. Yeah, which is just incredible. I mean, this is the impact that, not just because it's William, but it's great that the Earthshot Prize has this standing within the environmental uh, stratosphere that this is happening. Because if we didn't have the Earthshot Prize, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, or it would have happened in a much slower time. Let's move on. There was a reception held at Buckingham Palace, hosted by the King and Queen Camilla, and accompanied by the Princess Royal and the Duchess of Edinburgh, 
to thank those involved in the planning and arranging of the coronation and events following Queen Elizabeth II's death. You know, do you think, oh, well, actually, it's all done and dusted now? It's not like we're going to say thanks in a formal way. It seems like it'd be a lot of people who they work with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and we don't even know how many people were actually involved in the coronation. That was such a historical occasion. Months and months of planning went into that. So well done to everybody that was involved in that. Stepping out from behind the camera was our favourite photographer, Chris Jackson. CJ! We love it. In his Instagram post, he said it was lovely to be invited to Buckingham Palace for a special coronation reception. Slightly surreal to think back to that momentous day and also the period of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's passing. Lovely to see so many friendly faces, so many people involved in every aspect of the planning and implementation of the totally unforgettable event. Rachel and I went to the Lanesborough Hotel because we went to see Chris Jackson's photo exhibition, didn't we, Rach? Yeah. We vlogged that. So if you want to see our reactions to seeing uh, CJ's work in real life, then I'll pop the link in the show notes. Another royal photographer also received special recognition this week's show. Sam Hussein won Royal Photographer of the Year at the Picture Editor Guild Awards. Oh, wow. So if you look on his Instagram, you'll be able to see a collage of the images that were selected and that won him this award. We also saw the King and Queen Camilla welcoming members of the UK Kenyan community ahead of their Majesty's state visit next week, which we're really looking forward to covering. They looked at pictures of previous royal visits, including Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip's trip to treetops in 1952. So he's gone into a room in Buckingham Palace and there's just all of these pictures on a table and he goes around and just looks at them and talks about whoever's next to him about these pictures. It's not just that, but they're his parents who have passed away. That's got to emote these memories and maybe he's having a bad day in his grief journey, right? And then he got to go on these engagements and then kind of smile and go, oh, that was really cool, you know? I just don't know how he's doing it. Duty for everything else, Shell. That's what he's doing. Putting duty first. Yeah. And we also saw the King and the Princess Royal holding investitures this week at Buckingham Palace. Talking of the Princess Royal, we saw the Hobnob this week also opening the Royal British Legion Industries Centenary Village in Aylesford. Now, this is for disadvantaged veterans. Rach, they showed her a time capsule. Now, I think we had a saying for this. Wasn't it from Back to the Future? <laughs> We did. We had to say it way back when, Royal Community, if anyone remembers it. I can't remember this at all. (laughs) Rach, I'm sure we had a saying because it was connected to Back to the Future. Do you know Doc, the scientist, when he says, Great Scots? I think we shouted that once (laughs) when it was a time capsule ages ago. I mean, we don't talk about time capsules very often, so maybe we did. (laughs) (laughs) But not just that, she also unveiled a plaque plaque attack yes <laughs> Royal Community I hope you shouted that out at home <laughs> it was so lovely and she gave this lovely speech about how it would be lovely if the village concept that they'd created had been replicated in other places because it works so well we also found out Princess Eugenie's podcast Floodlight is back for season two. Now, the podcast is hosted by the Anti-Slavery Collective and shares stories of the estimated 50 
million, yes, million royal community people enslaved around the world. Now, the first episode features our former British Prime Minister, Theresa May. And you can listen to it now wherever you get your podcasts. Really amazing to think that Princess Eugenie co-founded the Anti-Slavery Collective in 2017, Rach. And now she's brought out the podcast, which is extending the reach of the collective. So it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah, and this is using your platform for the greater good, right? Because usually goes under the radar a bit, doesn't she? I think at the moment, Beatrice is like on the high. Yeah. And usually, I mean, she they don't even live here anymore, do they, her and Jack? They live in Portugal with the kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, it's a great way to use a platform. I'm just waiting for William's Earthshot podcast to pop up any moment, <laughs> you know? Or Catherine's <laughs> Early Years Initiative podcast. Yeah. Or better still... King Charles, I don't know, a sustainable markets <laughs> initiative or something. Bring it on. We're, we love a podcast on the here Royal Community. I mean, if any of the royal family members want to come onto our podcast, we wouldn't say no, shall we? <laughs> we would never, ever say no, ever. <laughs> to finish this week's episode, Shell, can you believe this week marked the 10th anniversary of the christening of Prince George? Oh, gosh. That feels like yesterday. Oh my goodness. George Alexander Louis was baptised on the 23rd of October 2013, three months after his birth, at the Chapel Royal at St James's Palace. The christening carried out by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, was attended by Queen Elizabeth II, Prince Philip, Prince Charles, the Duchess of Cornwall and Prince Harry, along with Catherine's parents, Mike and Carol Middleton, and Catherine's brother and sister, James and Pippa. George's godparents include the Duke of Westminster, who you might know, Royal Community, took part in the coronation. Jamie Lothar Pinkington, who is a former private secretary of William and Harry. And Zara Tyndall. That does sound like a made-up name, don't it? Jamie Lothar Pinkington. <laughs> it sounds like the most aristocratic name I've ever heard in he's my not life. Ar- no, he's not aristocratic, Shell. Really? He's not, No. I've been reading Courtiers by Valentine Lowe. He was in the army and wow. he worked his way up. Yeah, he is he is as normal as you and I. Oh my gosh. I'll mm-hmm. take it back, Royal Community. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> yeah. Now, George was christened wearing a replica of the royal christening gown, first worn by Queen Victoria's daughter, Victoria, in 1841, and last worn by James Viscount Seven in 2008. Now known as Earl of Wessex. Earl of Wessex, <laughs> yeah. Two hymns were sung, which were performed by the choir of Her Majesty's Chapel, who also performed at William and Catherine's wedding, and two lessons were read by Harry and Pippa. After the service, a tea was hosted at Clarence House by Prince Charles. And if you can remember, Royal Community, we had that momentous photo of the Queen and her three heirs. I wonder what tea was being served at Clarence House. Oh, I'd give my left arm for that. It'll be finger sandwiches, definitely. Made from ingredients from High Grove, probably. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or Fortnum's Witches around the corner. <laughs> or some kind of like lemon and honey tea or something. Honey from the bees from Catherine's Garden. Yeah, we have been to Buckingham Palace before. And if you've ever been, you walk through and you walk up to Green Park to Fortnum and Mason's. We've seen staff with those Fortnum and Mason bags going back into Buckingham Palace, haven't we? Oh, a lot of bags, not just one yeah. or two. There was probably somebody holding about 20 bags. Yeah, and then we actually saw some being loaded into a car, and we were like, right, that's going with the Queen to Balmoral or Sandringham or wherever. 
obviously, Rach, we didn't have the podcast then, but I don't think we have ever had a conversation about the christening. What did you think about it at the time? I remember seeing a video of the time, which was lovely. And it was William Holden George and Catherine was behind the camera and she was doing the typical mum being like, George, over here, smile for the cameras. It's just lovely to think that photo now was the first photo that we had of the Queen with then Prince Charles and William and George. And then when George was a toddler, we also had another photo. Do you remember when he was standing on the books? Oh, I loved that one. Yeah. It was so cute, wasn't it? I just thought it was lovely and, you know, as we always say, well, community, they are a family at the end of the day. So it was a nice family occasion. We didn't get to see the godparents, but the godparents were in attendance. And I think it's nice that they have a mixture of family and their close friends as well. The Duke of Westminster, Royal Community, he's one of the richest people in Britain, isn't he, Shell? Probably the world. No, it's not the world. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not the world. And that'll be interesting because he is actually getting married soon. So... Will the royal children attend? Because if he's godfather, yeah, you never know. So fingers crossed, we might get a little, not a royal wedding, but it will definitely be in the autocratic wedding of the year, won't it? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. My first thought when I saw the flashback to this was, oh gosh, like William and Catherine look so young. And that's not to say that they are old now. You know what I mean, royal community. It was like, wow, oh wow, they have changed. And also it reminds me, of Catherine and how much she's grown into the role. I think William was kind of a seasoned pro at that point. You know, he's he's lived in it and it's part of his world, whereas Catherine was inserted into it. And now you look at her and she's just a superstar, isn't she? Well, it's like, it was like she was born for that role. And I just always think as well, props to the Middleton family, because that must be quite a tough environment to go into. Could you imagine, though, here's my dad, he's the Prince of Wales, and you're like, oh, okay, and here's my grandmother, she's the Queen. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I find it quite jarring now, because when you were talking earlier about the christening, you were saying about their past titles. It's so weird, because do you now change those titles? So when you talk about the Prince of Wales, you're actually talking about king charles now and do you see what i mean it's so hard so it's confusing isn't it because the titles are passed down it's who we're talking about but yeah it was just a nice blast on the past nice to reminisce i mean we've had some lovely moments over the years particularly with george and it just made me think we saw him the other week didn't we at the rugby with william and how much obviously he has grown but just throughout the years how much more confident and more comfortable he seems in front of the cameras and i think he is becoming of that age now where he's really starting to understand what lies ahead of him there were a few rumors coming up about george and eton and how they thought that william and catherine would break the mold and not take him to eton and take him somewhere else And I think as we move along, we will actually probably see the young man that he's becoming and how maybe Eton might actually mould him into that leadership role. It'd be quite interesting, actually, to see what type of man he does become over the years. And who knows, Shell, will we be doing the podcast in two, three years' time? (laughs) We can be talking about George graduating from Eton and going to university. Will he go to university, you know? Will he take a gap year like William did? Exactly. I tell you what, from what we've seen so far with George in engagements, I think he's really going to follow in his dad's footsteps and join the RAF 100%. I think he's going to be a pilot of some sort. 
whether he goes down the Apache helicopter route like Harry or whether he stays in helicopters and small aircraft like William. Who knows? There's quite a lot of people who in the royal family have done RAF work. So I think we're looking more towards that with George, which is lovely, actually. And I've always said this, but I definitely think Charlotte's going to go into the army. Yeah, you have I think she's going to be yeah. like an infantry soldier or something. Yeah. I really do. I really feel like she's going to be such a beacon in that. And yeah, I'm just so excited to watch them and see what path their lives take, really. So that's it for this week's episode, Royal Community. As we said, we've got the state visit to Kenya next week. So we'll be covering that in next week's episode. So make sure that you stay tuned. As Shell said, we've got a new vlog over on our YouTube, Keeping Up the Windsors. So just search for us there. Make sure that you subscribe as we've got another vlog coming up, part two of our trip to the National Portrait Gallery. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Keeping Up the Windsors Pod, where we'll keep you up to date with all the royal news for the week. If you want extra royal content, you can become a member of the VIP Royal Community. The money that we raise over with the membership goes back into creating vlogs for you and keeping the podcast on the air. You can alternatively say thanks to Rachel and I by going over to Kofi, K-O-F-I, and buying us a coffee, which is roughly about six bucks, four pounds. And again, the money that we raise there helps to keep the podcast on the air and to keep everything running. So thank you so much to everybody who has bought us a coffee and and is part of the VIP membership because without you, we wouldn't be here. And if you don't have Instagram, you can always email us keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Keeping Up, Up with, with the Windsors. Windsors.